0: Good morning. Welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. This is Saturday morning, June 5th. My name is Tom Short. So glad to have you along. And if you're new, a special welcome to you. And if you come back day after day, also a special welcome to you. I love you guys. I'm so glad for this group that's developed over this past year. And uh, as we get into the Word of God, although on Saturdays, what we like to do is read a story from my book called Taken to Their Turf, which are my stories of campus evangelism. And some of them are fun. Today is a fun story. Some of them are, hopefully they're all inspiring. And uh, if you don't have a copy of this book, I think you'd really enjoy it. Make sure you write us. Go to our website, tomthepreacher.com, request one, and we'd be glad to send you a copy. Um, our culture is has been engaged in a battle for a while on this area of God and science. I often hear on campus, people walk by and these skeptics will say, I believe in science, I don't believe in God, as if they're one or the other. I've never heard anyone say, I believe in God, I don't believe in science. But that's the implication. It's got to be one or the other. And although we believe in science. And there are signs out in the yards, you know, I, we believe in science. I mean, who doesn't believe in science? Science, in one sense, isn't even something you believe in. It's a method. It's a process of discovering truth. And, um, and when it works, we believe in it. I say I believe in science. I just don't necessarily believe in all the scientists because contrary to what we want to think, they have their biases, their worldview, their, their agendas as well. And of course, this is something of big, our culture's really been going through this in the last year because of uh, all the, you know, pandemic and everything, maybe in a way we've never gone through before, having to ask who do we trust in, how much, why, all those questions. So I'd like to read a story here. My book is it's entitled, You Can't Prove Any of This, and but I'm titling it in the, today's story, Uh, proving how I prove God, or proving God to a scientist. Are you ready? Here we go. There's great confusion about the role of science, evidence, and proof in the Christian life. It's vital that we define these words and understand the the part they play in coming to Jesus. A professor at Colorado State University proved to be a good demonstration of how these terms are often misunderstood or misapplied. As is typical at CSU, there was a fairly large crowd that had gathered to listen. After listening for only a brief time, a professor interrupted. You can't prove any of this, he asserted. Well, I think I can, I replied. But before I even try, tell me, what do you teach here at the university? I'm a biology professor, he said. And I don't believe anything unless it can be proven by the scientific method. I see, I replied. You've got a point. By your criteria, I can't prove what I'm saying. A smug smile broke out over his face. He'd made his point, put me in my place, and demonstrated that I was an unenlightened, weak-minded soul. I let him uh, revel in his victory for a a few short seconds, and then I added. Of course, by that standard... You can't prove you got a, you got out of bed this morning. He gave a quick retort. I'm here, aren't I? Yes, but maybe you didn't go to bed last night. You could ask my wife. She'd tell you I was in bed. Yes, but that would be that would not be relying on the scientific method. That would be relying on an eyewitness testifying to what she had seen. Now, if you're willing to receive eyewitness testimony, I think I can prove that what I'm saying is true. The professor didn't have a response to that. so I proceeded to give the evidence demonstrating that Jesus had in fact, risen from the dead. The professor listened and had no rebuttal, at least not yet. The next day he returned. Evidently he had been he had given thought to our encounter the day before. quote, "I can't prove, I can prove." that I was in bed the night I can excuse me I can prove scientifically that I was in bed the night before he said you could find my DNA on the sheets that proves I was there I was glad he had pondered our conversation the day before but it seemed he was missing the point of what I was saying so I needed another illustration professor you told me yesterday you were married has your wife ever asked you if you really love her Well, I suppose every man's wife has asked him that at some time or another, he said. When she asked you that, did you say, honey, let's go down to the lab. I'll hook some electrodes up to my brain. You can walk in the room and when you do, you'll see how my brain reacts. And then you'll know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I do in fact love you. Obviously, he wasn't going to do that. I think he realized that that this use of the scientific method might cause his wife to have even greater doubts about whether or not he loved her. Professor, here's my point, I said. Science is a great tool to discover truth as it relates to the material world. But science isn't the only way to know what's true. We can also discover historical truth through eyewitness testimony, logical truth through reason, and yes, spiritual truth through the revelation of God. If the only truth you believe in, if the only truth you believe is what you can be discovered through the scientific method, you're limiting yourself from so many other things that you can know. You're falling short of what it means to be a human being. I could even have pointed out to him that although he didn't believe anything, unless it could be proven by the scientific method, his words he couldn't prove the scientific method to be true by using the scientific method. Let me repeat that sentence. I could even have pointed out to him that although he, quote, didn't believe anything unless it could be proven by the scientific method, end quote, he couldn't prove the scientific method to be true by use of the scientific method. Let's be clear. Let's clear up the confusion over these concepts. Faith is simply believing something I can't see. However, there are reasons to believe. Past experience, logic, the testimony of others, and the trustworthiness of the person, the one teaching me, can all be reasons to believe something I've never seen. Science is a method to observe and measure the material world. If the material world is all that exists, science would be the supreme and ultimate way of knowing what's true. But the material world is not all that there is. God is spirit, and ultimately, he can only be known by those who have had the spiritual rebirth through faith in Jesus Christ. Which is the most important? Well, all truth matters. And a wise person will utilize all methods available to discover it. If you're trying to figure out how two chemicals react with one another, use a scientific method. If you're trying to find God and his purpose for your life, use the divine revelation given to us in the Bible. So again, kind of a fun story, fun interaction with that professor. Don't know whatever came of him, but we are, our culture has been and continues to be engaged in quite a battle. People want to pit science against faith. Don't let them do it. We don't believe one or the other. Science is a great method of figuring out what works and what's true in the material, physical world. But it doesn't do much good when you when you get into the metaphysical world, the spiritual world, the what you can't see, taste, touch, hear, or smell with your five senses. And those things are every bit as important. Some might argue even more important. Can't prove love, as I told this professor, and showed you can't prove love in a laboratory or by science. And yet, I would argue love is a pretty important thing. Our humanity—if you limit our humanity to what to the material—you you lose what it means to be a human being, because as human beings, we are an essence spiritual beings. It is part of what sets us apart from the animals, is it not? We worship. We have morality. We're not driven just by the material, we're driven by a sense of of right and wrong, purpose, duty. We are spiritual beings at our core and our essence. And believe me, our modern materialistic, scientific, secular humanistic world is trying to rob us of that. Through the education of our youth, they're trying to rob our youth of this, uh, of, of what it really means to be a spiritual being as if the material is all there is. It's not. It's not. We're so much more than that. And so I didn't prove to that professor using the FFDPQ method, which we have been enjoying this past week, seeing how to respond, how to study to people, how to respond to people and share with people the truth of God using this method. If you don't know what that is, check out my videos from over the last uh, few days and you'll see how we use this method, the FFDPQ method method to, um, to answer people's objections to the faith, but that was a lot of fun that day at Colorado State, and I hope it helped help get through to this professor so he wouldn't be thinking a little box that the material world is all there is, the scientific method is all there is, but his mind would be expanded, his heart and his soul would be expanded to realize there's so much more to life than just the material. Shall we go to prayer? Father in heaven, we thank you, that you're real and true, we can taste and see that the Lord is good. You can open up the eyes of our heart so that having eyes, we would see the Lord. So many people have eyes, but they do not see. They have ears, but they don't hear. We thank you. You've opened up our eyes to see that which is unseen. You've opened up our ears to hear the spiritual truths, the eternal truths, Jesus Christ. Thank you we can taste and see that the Lord is good. Thank you that we are an aroma of life to to those who are being saved, an aroma of death, to those who are perishing. We thank you, Lord, that in all these things, Lord, we, we have these spiritual senses that you have activated as we were born again through faith in Jesus Christ. We pray, Father, for our nation today. We pray particularly for our youth who are being taught, perhaps indoctrinated, in a way that the material world is all that exists. It's so sneaky. The devil's so sneaky. Wanting to take out religion, wanting to imply that, that, that science is supreme, that, the, that uh, proving something in lab is sup- supreme, that scientists, Lord, in many cases, become the new priests of this new religion. Lord, we thank you. We, I just thank you tonight, today for the many, many scientists who have helped improve our life, cure diseases, improve our standards of living, and so many things they've done for our health and well-being, our safety, our security. But, Father, their role is limited because they, they only can deal with the physical, and there's so much more to life. So we're grateful for them. We don't pit one against the other. We don't pit one against the other. Rather, Lord, we thank you for how you are sovereign. Thank you all real truth comes from you. So I pray, Father, for our country, our culture, our education system, our way of life, that we would not do that of pitting one against the other. But in in America, Lord, we would honor you first and foremost of all and realize that all truth, all knowledge, understanding of the creation you've made. As we study the physical world, it's just studying the creation you made. And we do so to give you glory and praise. We do pray for a revival in our land, Lord. We pray the blinders would be taken off the eyes of the atheists and the materialists. We pray that the Christian church would be undefiled and that we would, Lord, while we would we would know how to walk this, walk in a culture that wants to pit one, the physical against the spiritual, the science against the, against faith. We'd know how to embrace you first and foremost, but embracing all truth, because we believe all truth ultimately comes from you. We bless you today. Thank you. Fill us with your spirit today. Might we walk in the joy of the Lord in all that we do, everywhere we go, and be the light of the world as Christ shines through us. We pray these things now in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Hey, thanks for joining me today. If you are new, make sure you do hit the subscribe, notify button, and uh, leave a comment below. I always like to know who you are, where you're from. Maybe if, you've, if you know me, how, how you've known me, if, if, uh, if, if it's your first time commenting, make sure you li- hit the like button. That helps it get posted on YouTube, uh, gets more views on YouTube. So help, this gr- help grow our audience by those simple little things. Hit the like, notify, uh, share, leave a comment. All those things help. And do tell your friends. I believe that our time together is really good. And, and I know some of you come back day after day after day. Tell your friends. I was talking to some friends this week who, who had no idea I'm doing this. So shame on me that I've not been more faithful in telling some of my friends. Let's all tell our friends and pass the word and uh, grow our group together, okay? Hey, God bless you. You have a wonderful day. We'll see you tomorrow morning, 8.30 a.m. We'll pray for the churches of America and for our churches. So we'll look forward to seeing you then. God bless you. You have a great day. Bye-bye.